This is Suicide Zombies and Forgiveness, the pod for anyone who's lost someone to suicide, attempted suicide, or who has an ongoing battle with suicide ideation. We talk self-healing, choosing life, and tips to do just that. You and I both know life's a bit more complicated. Elaine's gonna give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's messy, it ain't all fun, it can hurt, and damn it, it's all we've got. Elaine says in every barn full of shit, there's gotta be a pony. I'm Elaine, and in this episode, I want to speak to the why I'm doing this podcast. I want to speak right to you. Are you on the verge? Is suicide the option you're looking at? Well, let me speak to that. You choose to take your life. You're off the hook. Now others get to suffer. The pain that you're feeling, be it physical, mental, and or spiritual, when you're feeling suicidal, it stops the minute you make it a reality. It becomes a non-starter. You're free of it all. It stops being your issue. Not so for your loved ones, those who are collateral damage. Not so their pain for those you leave behind. It increases daily, often moment by moment after you've passed. A constant aching weight, an albatross that hangs around, permeates each breath, each thought, each heartbeat, eating away at any happiness they may begin to feel. Oh, and then it's the guilt. It comes in waves. How could your loved one be so blind? This desperate spiral plays over and over. And then the questions. What did I miss? What could I have done? Done better? Where did I fail? These are only a fraction of the questions that your survivors... No, let's be brutally honest here. With which your victims torture themselves. A cacophony of recriminations all aimed inward, continuously circling over and over. There is no respite for all of us who had no choice, no say in your final act. There is no let up in the daily ache, the flood of memories, and that fresh hell we wake up to every day. The hell that rushes in as we wake, gut-punched yet again, knowing anew you're gone. And sleep, well, ha, if any sleep at all was managed, you see, sleep is yet another casualty of your decision, not our decision. And yes, you heard correct. I'm including myself in this angst-ridden talk. I'm a survivor, a victim, a casualty of a life cut short way too soon. A life taken 
a life gone. Not yet 16, my friend Andrea seemed to me to have everything a teen could possibly want. Never in a million years would any of us have expected this tragedy. You see, her parents were great. All of us friends thought so. Her brother, a couple of years older than us, was cool and he sometimes let us hang around for a bit. They lived in a beautiful home overlooking the river in a lovely neighborhood. Andrea's parents traveled and they always brought back lovely gifts for her. Looking in from my perspective, I thought her life was ideal. We'd been discussing her license and how she'd get it in February, right after her 16th birthday. It was New Year's Eve. I was babysitting some neighbor kids and she was staying home with her aged uncle and aunt. We had tickets to the Alice Cooper concert the very next night. It had been postponed due to a huge blizzard. It was just after 11. New Year's Eve, I picked up the phone and started to dial. I suddenly remembered that Andrea's aunt and uncle would be asleep, and if I woke either of them, she could get in a lot of trouble, and I certainly didn't want to interfere with us going to see Alice Cooper. So I quickly slammed down the receiver before the call went through. To this day, all these decades later, I'm still left wondering if my call would have, could have made any difference. What did I miss? I failed her. Could I have changed her mind? Now, I'll fess up about those hours leading up to making it all end. I know they can't be easy. I was once that planner, that about to check out her. <sighs> no, <laughs> that's not all of it. The truth is it wasn't once or twice or even in the single digits when life becomes nothing but blinding pain 24-7 and there is no end in sight. When simply trying to sit up in your hospital bed is a Herculean task. Those aren't excuses. Those are simply my truths. I couldn't see past my pain. I couldn't see outside of my immediate needs. I couldn't consider those around me. And yet, I had been given the worst best gift. Maybe the best worst gift. Not that I considered it as such, not for nearly 40 years, did I understand what a valuable gift it was. This gift from Andrea of having been on the other side of that equation. 
I not only saw how much the people left behind hurt, I was one of those people. You see, it included me and it forced me to see, to relive the brutal impact of her choice, Andrea's choice, to take her own life. Devastation she caused with that one act of finality eventually had me decide to live a different way, a positive way. You see, every time I was at the precipice, unable to see any hope, any light ahead, every time I prepared because I desperately wanted to end things. Andrea's last act replayed in my head. I had to choose life. No matter what life threw at me, I would not quit. I would not leave the pain and devastation, the shell-shocked casualties of my selfish choice. And yes, I said selfish. That's how I feel. I still miss and love Andrea to this day. Making that choice to stay and endure another day over and over became the hardest self-promise I ever made. And I have had to remake that promise multiple times. It ain't all roses, and there are some really difficult days. Let's face it, life can be a vindictive bitch. Fortunately, over time and many close calls, I'm able to receive this lesson as an incredible gift from Andrea. I've used this gift, this lesson, to carry on after each difficult challenge. Through long convoluted surgeries, extended painful recoveries, loss and reinventions, I'm thrilled to say that I no longer need such challenges in my life. I live with a gratitude attitude and I count my blessings every day. Sometimes those blessings are tiny. Sometimes it's seeing a hummingbird up close. Or like this morning, hearing a woodpecker while I walked my dog. Sometimes it's much more the health and wellness of my five grandchildren. The love of family and friends. A favorite song an enjoyable article. I want to share this gift with you. The pain, the tears, the healing, the hope. Yep, you'll be off the hook and free. Yet, are you really willing to devastate others by leaving? Are you willing to condemn them to a life of questioning themselves, of ongoing grief, of self-doubt, and 
perhaps more. I want you to reach out and talk to someone. Don't make those around you suffer. Call on courage and make the choice to go on one more day. I want you to develop a gratitude attitude and you can start small. And when tomorrow comes, I want you to call on courage again if you need to and make that choice to stay another day. Every day you have the choice. I want you to choose life. I want you to keep breathing. And I want you to share your gratitude attitude. Thank you for listening.